What's the Word America? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again, bringing you another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Glad to have you as always, Obed. How it goes it, my friend? Living the dream, sir. Another day in paradise. How are you? Uh, you know, the same thing, man. All I can do is what I can do. And I'm only one man, you know? I do what I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right into it. I know we've got a lot to talk about today. Of course, we're going to recap some news around the NFL. We're going to talk college football. Um, and I, But I wanted to actually begin with some NBA news. We haven't talked about basketball in quite a while, actually, Obed, you know. Um, so I wanted to kind of start off there really quick, if you don't mind. Um, no problem. Just off some injury news, unfortunately, um, uh, Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma is going to be out indefinitely with a foot injury. Uh, that's definitely going to hurt them a little bit in the depth chart, I'd say. Um, you know, coming off the bench, Kuzma, you know, I mean, they, they, we all know the Lakers are loaded this year. We're getting Anthony Davis, obviously, the big acquisition this offseason, you know, also getting Danny Green. But Kuzma coming off the bench. It's definitely going to hurt him not being there if he's out a significant portion of time. You know, last year he had what? He averaged what? Over 18 points and five boards, shot over 45% for the field. Do you really think that this could affect the Lakers long term? You know, they're really positioning in the West if he's out a significant amount of time. I don't think it it hurts them too much in the long term because, you know, it, that, what he's going to be out uh, two to four weeks or something like that. Um, I think he just needs time to rest up. He'll be good for the long haul. Really, it's more about the depth that they need. They need somebody to get in there with fresh legs, uh, be able to keep this ship going. Uh, you know, as they said that, I don't know if you saw that report, that they're going to run the offense through uh Anthony Davis, when Anthony Davis is on the floor, I guess when he's on the floor, it'll be LeBron. So, you know, it's not a passing of the guard. It's that. You want to be able to uh, continue being successful while your star is not out there and knowing that it's a long season, right? The long term will be fine. This is just a short-term bump, I think. I mean, yeah, they, and as, as they should be running the offense through Anthony Davis, you know, he's definitely going to be there longer than LeBron James is going to be there. Let's be honest. LeBron is, what, 34, 30, Four. something like that, right? You know, yeah. Uh, and I mean, so a, Anthony Davis has a lot more years left in the tank than LeBron does, you know. Um, Davis is what he – what 26 i believe yeah so 26 25 something like that so i think he's 20 i think he's 26 so yeah he'll definitely be around longer but yeah hopefully kuzma can come back um sooner than later uh with um with the lakers and getting them that depth off the bench um all the other news your boy Kyrie irving the new nets point guard he kind of made some interesting comments this week i don't know if you saw that up bed i did i did i got a chance to uh talking about um the way that he felt his tenure ended in the uh the, with the Celtics, he did say, and I quote, I responded in ways that are uncharacteristic, uh, you know, in how he shut down from the team, uh, said he had gone through the unfortunate loss of a friend. Um, and, you know, we, we can't judge how someone interacts with the world around them because of it. But, you know, I think I, it was actually just, his grandfather started. Sorry, I think it was okay. his grandfather he lost during the season. Grandfather. OK, OK. Uh, and, you know, that that the loss of a family member is is that's you can't put that in a word. It's something that every individual goes through. Um, but. You know, it's just it seems indicative of the kind of uh, personality traits he was exhibiting when he was at the Cavs on his way out there um, that, you know, we had questions on this show about how he would be at the Nets. You know, is he going to continue what seemed to be very selfish behavior, very uh, standoffish behavior, a me attitude that didn't serve him well at the end of Cavs and got him, you know, having this embrace with LeBron on the court when you realize like, wow, it is really hard to be the number one on a, on a team, especially under the bright lights. Um, right. are, you go are you willing to, you know, humble yourself? be a team player to these guys, or is it just going to happen again? Because you just got another big money contract. You just got told by another city that you're the, the, the ish. You're in New York, right? You're in the bright lights. Um, so, you know, I, I just... Yeah, I, I still I still question if he can be that leader for him, because as we know, Kevin Durant is not going to be playing this season. It's going to be all eyes are going to be on Kyrie to kind of lead that team. And we don't expect him really to do much with it until Kevin Durant comes back the following year. But I think it's, it's definitely, you know... Uh, up in the year, whether can Kyrie really step out and be a true, true leader for a franchise? You know what I mean. Um, but and he, and you're right. It kind of you know how he looked, had that look on his face throughout the season. You know how he came about. You know his 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 mannerisms, things like that. You know, I and mean, of course, as we said, anytime you lose someone in your life, it definitely affects people in different in different ways. So, um, but you know, I really gonna want to look at Kyrie this year and see how he um, really manages his um, like I said, he takes on his leadership role. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you saw as well, Obed, the NBA, they actually came out with the latest rankings of the top 100 players 
um, NBA rank. They came out with the list, I believe this past week. And for the first time since the ranking started back in the 2011, 2012 season, LeBron James is not the number one ranked player in the league. This year, it goes to the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, am I surprised by this? Uh, you know, a little bit, I must say. I mean, LeBron is still LeBron. I think Giannis is definitely the future. I mean, he's obviously the reigning MVP in the league, which I which I did say he would win. Um, but I just because you're the MVP doesn't mean you are the best player in the league. We have to all have to we all know that. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but. I still think LeBron is tops, you know what I mean? Um, and I think Giannis is right there with him. I mean, Giannis finished at number one. Kyrie, Ky, excuse me, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard at number two. LeBron was at three. Do you have any, you know, any any uh, problems with the rankings? Is there anyone that st- stood out to you that should be higher, that should should be lower, anything like that? So uh, just I skimmed over the list and I looked for two guys that I've been very strong about over the last year or two. Uh, James Harden. He doesn't play enough defense for me to be that high on the list. Um, I think there's some semblance of defense, especially in the winner, uh, the the person who was at the top of the list, in their ability to play, you know, both ends of the court there. Uh, I feel like he should be a lot lower um, by comparison. And for whatever reason, I couldn't find Clay Thompson. Maybe I just skimmed too quickly and I didn't see him. And but I would have, I believe that Clay Thompson is at least one of the top 15 players in the league. And I did not see his name up there. Now I think he helps out fantastically defensively. Um, he he definitely plays his position well and guards his position well. But you know his contribution on the offensive side. I don't think you have the Splash Brothers without there being another individual out there who, at times in his career, has been wetter than Steph Curry in big situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, quickly kind of going on James Harden, he was ranked at number four, you know, and, 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 and Anthony Davis was number five. Yeah, the fact that, you know, Harden plays defense when he sort of wants to play defense, I was kind of taking it. I would have picked Anthony. I would have put Anthony Davis higher than Harden. So I'll go. I'll definitely agree with you on that one. You know, he kind of steps up on, on the defense side, you know, more more of a lax days ago. But oh, to your point of Clay Thompson, he was ranked 49th. What are you joking? That's why, I did, ladies and gentlemen, I did was doing my prep for this show. I was like, if I don't see him that high, we already have a problem. I didn't even yeah. figure to go down the rest of the list. Yeah, he was ranked at 49. Now, is it because is it due to the injury? You know that that torn coming, he's still recovering from that torn ACL he suffered in the finals last year yeah. against the Raptors. I don't know, but you know, being at 49, that's pretty low, I would say, for one of the probably the best shooters, one of one of the best shooters in the game. You know, yeah. last year I think his previous rank was 18, so you <laughs> dropped him what 31 slots. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of surprising. So I'll definitely give you yeah. that one. But I thought, and you know, the only other thing I thought that should have been higher was probably Damian Lillard. He finished at nine, um, kind of behind jo- Joel Embiid at eight and Nikola Jokic at seven. I do like Jokic. Yeah. I do like Jokic. I do like the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We we talked about it last year during the playoffs. I thought Damian Lillard prop is should definitely be above Joel Embiid and even possibly above Jokic. Um, I think he's still an underrated, one of the most underrated players in the game. But um, other than that, like I said, I think I still think LeBron should be one, and then Giannis maybe number two, and then Kawhi still staying at three, but with Anthony Davis a, a right right then behind him. Moving on from the NBA, we're kind of let's go into some of uh, college latest college news. Um, one interesting thing that came about this week, and I think that we can all pretty much agree on, is that California. Um, defies the NCAA as the governor Gavin Newsom signs the into, signs into law the Fair Pay to Play Act. Now this will allow college athletes to obtain income or from or collecting endorsements. You know whether it be from their name, their image, or their likeness. Quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, it is about t- time. There's been too long that these institutions and these organizations just benefit from these kids. And billions college this is college sports is a multi-billion dollar industry, first of all. Even yeah. college football alone. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We have coaches out here, Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh, Dabo Sweeney, yeah. making what, nine, ten million dollars a year. 
Yeah. And these kids are getting nothing. Now, of course, I do believe they get a, sti- a small stipend each year, which covers books and the kind of thing, meals and things like yeah. that. But come on, let's be honest. These yeah. programs are making millions of dollars. Well, one bowl game alone can generate millions of dollars to cover almost the other sports at the school. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, these kids weren't aren't able to go to an autograph signing and get paid a couple hundred dollars is absurd to me. Yeah. Now, a lot of folks are going to argue against this, and I'll let you go here in a, a second, Obed. A lot of folks are going to argue against this because now that it's just only California, gets, you know, kind of getting this this new law passed or what have you, and which is not until 2023, by the way, it will possibly give them an unfair advantage in the recruiting aspect because a lot of kids are going to say, you know what, I can, if I can make money in California, I'm going to go to a California school. I'm going to go to USC. I'm going to go to UCLA, things like that, which I kind of understand. But I think it's only a matter of you know, a matter of time where all states will adapt this policy. Now, of course, the NCAA is still going to fight back against it, as we all know. But to me, this is something that has been a long time coming that players have, you know, have been trying to get past for years, you know. Heck, this is why they EA Sports stopped, stopped making um, college football video game and the college Facts. <laughs> you know, because kids were, were arguing that they couldn't get paid for the likeness. And we all know when you saw that college football game, we all know who number 10 was on Alabama or number 15 was on Florida, whoever that player was, whatever the case is. We know it looked exactly like them, what their position was. We know exactly what it was. And it was unfair that these kids would not get paid. And, you know, I think that it's only a matter of time for other states kind of, you know, join in here. And I do believe that each and every one of these kids, I'm not saying they should be making $500,000 a year or anything like that. I'm no. saying that that they should get a substantial, you know, at least something significant where they can have some sort of, you know, feel like that way that they can have income and provide for themselves and help provide for their families. And if, if they want to go to an autograph signing or what have you, and that, that vendor wants to pay them $5,000 for that autograph signing, let them, that, hey, kudos to them for getting that 5Gs. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Oh, I completely bet. agree. The floor is yours, sir. Feel free to step in here. Sir, I completely agree with you, to be quite honest. Um, I was going to use a term uh, as human trafficking uh, that some individuals will be like, well, that's really harsh, right? Well, I mean, what, what are we doing here? We're telling individuals who some don't have a lot of other options if they want to get some level of success for them and their family to come out here and make a deal with what of late has felt like the devil. Uh, because, you know, I remember when they put uh, Joey Harrington's image and likeness on the side of the Empire State Building. I was young and I was old enough to remember that. You know, I'm I remember uh, all of the commercials. You know, the and and coincidentally, folks, for the uh, EA Sports issue, the 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 excuse me, the claim that was brought on by the two players were individuals who had already graduated. Right, this former player walks into his cousin's bedroom, his little cousin, and sees him playing a college football game, the EA Sports game, and he sees himself in the promo for the game. And it's just like, oh, wait, I never got paid for this. And I've been out of school for two years. Wait, two years after I'm done with school, you're using my likeness? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you said, like we talked about it before, the number five on USC. I get that because I love that running back. That running back was amazing. It was a game changer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess individuals will have their say. Now, obviously, you don't want these kids get into a complete, a complete play for pay uh ideology and then that might swing that area um if there aren't places in ncaa history that we don't talk about who did pay a lot of players to go to those schools um but as you said the system has coaches that make a lot of money i'm I'm not as concerned of the coaches that make a bunch of money right now per year annually it's the coaches over the years who just went from job to job to job to job you tell me some of these coaches might be hundred million dollar heirs just still coaching and those mm. kids that they've get, they've gotten in the league or the ones that even made it to the league don't mm. make up for the amount of kids that have gone through helping this coach make hundreds of millions of dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, think, yeah, these, these yeah. coaches are making money off of these kids. Let's be honest here. Right. Yeah. At, at a school, at an institution, a school. And people are like, oh, the, the money for the football team doesn't go, doesn't come from the school. Uh, so who builds the field house that mm-hmm. they work out in? Who builds the library? that they study in what what are you talking about these mm-hmm. they're in bed with each other you can't separate one from the other but i guess you can when the university of texas itself is not in forbes but the university of texas football team is in forbes mm-hmm. and most of these and mostly college most 
a lot of a lot of majority of the college football programs at these bigger schools pay for the other sports at the schools. You know, if it, if it wasn't for college football, now like we know college football, you know, isn't the biggest program at every single school, but for the well-known schools, the the Penn States, the Ohio States, you know, the U.S. things like that, those programs more than not, you know, have generate so much revenue that they help contribute and pay for the other programs at the institutions, you know, pay for yeah. the basketball team, pay for the volleyball, the tennis, lacrosse, the soccer, whatever, whatever it may be, you know? Um, and I also get it, you know, you can say that you can see for the counterpart, you can also say, Oh, well, these kids are getting a free education. They're getting a free, they're getting a scholarship, but you know, okay. But let's be honest, how many of them, well, I gotta say, not all of them are getting scholarships. You know, obviously the premier athletes are getting they're getting a, that education, that free education. But yeah. let's be honest. But is it is that is that free scholarship worth? You know, what is it worth? You know, what maybe say a hundred thousand dollars or what have you, or maybe eighty thousand dollars, depending upon if you stay there all four years or not. Yeah. Is yeah. it how does that compare to the amount of millions and millions of dollars that that school is bringing in from that football team or that basketball team or that hockey team or what have you? you generating all that revenue, you know, playing all these games and going to, you know, bowl games or tournaments and championship games, things like that. And, you know, whether it's the big 10 conference, the big 12 conference, which all contributes to these schools, you know, they're making so much money. Yeah. And you're telling me that you can't allow your kids to make money on the, even on the side, not even from the school folks. Yeah. I and mean, they have to remember that. This law is that we're talking about here, the Fair Play to Play Act, is just letting kids use their likeness or their image or their name to make money. Like I had mentioned before, you know, if they want to have their name, their 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 presence featured in a video game, they can make money off of that. If they want to have their image, you know, portrayed on a T-shirt, let them make money off of that. So it has really nothing to do with the school. But why the NCAA was really hindering from these kids gonna going out on their own and making money is beyond me. I don't understand. You're pretty much just hating on kids who just want to make money. And like yeah. you said, a lot of these kids come from underprivileged homes. They're kind of, you know, they're basically at school to hope to that they get to the NFL, the NBA, you yeah. know, Major yeah. League Baseball, whatever it is. Yeah. And some, and you know what? They're not always going to make it. And a lot of times these kids get hurt so young, they can't make it. So you know what? Let them get money while they can. Now, yes, they yeah. should be there at school to get their education. I'm not going to not going to discredit that at all whatsoever. Yeah. But if you're telling me I can't make money for someone using my name or likeness and they're, and they're making money off of me and I'm not getting a dime. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. And, and that opportunity that you got to go to school will take away. If we find out that anybody gave you anything for free. Exactly. You were talking about how boosters are coming to play. You know, kids are getting, you know, suspended. Look, look at, you know, the Reggie Bush, you know, the whole scandal with him and Cam USC. Have, Cam Newton, you know what I mean? There's so many instances where families or kids got money, but then they have to discipline the entire school. What's the, what is the problem? That did not affect just because one player got, let's say, you know, five, ten thousand dollars from a booster does not affect his play on the field. He his physical abilities do not change whatsoever. No, no. Right. He's no. still as just as fast, just yeah. as strong, just as yeah. talented, whether he's got money or not. Yeah. So taking away games and taking away trophies from individuals because yeah. they receive some money from some other person does, is absolutely asinine to me. Yeah. Scapegoating. I don't understand it. The NCAA just wants to control everything. And as, as Draymond Green said, they want to be this dictatorship and rule over everyone here. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. Well, completely agree. Yeah. So I don't know if I, I sorry to go on there, folks. I don't know if you have anything else left to say on this thought before we no. get into college football. Uh, but to me, it, it's a change that was bound to happen, waiting to happen for quite some time. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, the next steps of what's going to happen here. So moving on to, you know, we want to talk about quickly talk about some college football from this past week, week five. Um, Clemson, how about barely beating UNC? What by Whew. point? I mean, one point. What happened here, Clemson? You know, I mean, they're not the dominant force that we all went into this season predicting they would be. You know, yeah. I think it was predicated really just on what have they done in the past. You know, I think I've said it. On this show, numerous times, Trevor Lawrence looks very mediocre, to use a lack of a better word, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, it, 
that's something that I saw in his game going back to last year that I just I didn't feel right about it. I understand the hype, the acclaim. He made the big throws when he needed to, but you know, just he was a statue in there. Yeah, he'll drop a dime every now and again, but his level of consistency for the amount of uh of cachet people give him just is not there. They didn't really look like they were in this game. They didn't look like they were dominant and and you know, un outside of a opportunity that was very Doug Marone-esque, you know, they probably would be playing in overtime that they would have to prove that they were good enough to win. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, kind of surprising that they're kind of, you know, like I said, Clem, you know, for launch is kind of um, mediocre, as I mentioned, but Hey, they come they get out with the victory barely, but look at Alabama. Alabama now has jumped over Clemson. They're, they're now the new number one team in the country because their dominant win against Ole Miss and Tua Tagovailoa is just doing work. These are the kind of numbers which I expected Trevor Lawrence to have, okay? Yeah. Tua, in this game against Ole Miss, threw for 418 and six touchdowns, okay? <sighs> These are the kind of numbers I was expecting from Trevor Lawrence throughout this season to have like this. You know, Tua, he's got what? He's just flat out just dominating so far. He's at over 1,700 yards already so far this year and 23 touchdowns. And, folks, zero interceptions. Making it look easy out there. This is a Heisman front runner if I've ever seen one. And he's proving it why he's one of the best players in the country. Okay? This is what I am always expecting from Trevor Lawrence. So I'm I'm quite surprised he his numbers don't really add up to what Tua is doing because their opponents haven't really been, you know, other than Clemson, you know, I guess beating you know, Texas A&M, if I'm not mistaken, they yeah. haven't really shown much on the year. So I'm kind of surprised by it a little bit. I you know if I do say so, I mean, Alabama, you know, they're rowing. Tua's rowing. Yeah. Do, do you think it really they can be stopped? I mean, we'll give the caveat that he played a two and two Ole Miss team, you know, that wasn't going to be in this game regardless of what they did. I mean, hey, it looked good in the first quarter, right? But uh, then Alabama put the medal to the medal and did what they did, uh, did what they always do. Um, Alabama, I can't. They, what have they shown us? They're just going to go to excuse me the playoffs and they'll be in the championship game. So that's the standard, right? They look this good now. Barring any kind of injury, especially at the quarterback position, they are going to look this good, continuing mm-hmm. into the into the uh, into the sunset. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the Miami Dolphins draft to a Tolova, <laughs> right? And you know, and Bama does play Texas A&M next week, this coming week. That's going to be a good matchup, one versus twenty-five. And I'm interested to see because Clemson beat te- A&M twenty-four to ten. I'm interested to see if if Bama does pull out this win. How significant is it? How how much do they win by? How impressive yeah. is this win? Kind of we can kind of compare Clemson's yeah. victory over AM and kind of with possibly Alabama's victory over AM. Coming after that UNC game, it's not gonna look good for Clemson next week, I guarantee you. Yeah. Um a couple other matchups looking forward to this week coming up. Um really Iowa at Michigan, the uh, number 14 Hawkeyes are in Ann Arbor with the number 19 Wolverines. You know, um, I'm going to say Michigan must win this game. Facts. Absolutely. Hands down. They're, you know, three and one. Obviously have that loss against Wisconsin. You know, if an embarrassing loss against Wisconsin. Absolutely. Um, If they don't win this, you know, they've got Penn State in two weeks. Following week, they've got Notre Dame. You know, two weeks after that, they got Michigan. And two weeks after that, they got Ohio State. So their schedule doesn't get much easier. Um, so if they lose this game against Iowa, it is absolutely over for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh will 100% be on the hot seat if he is not already. Yeah. Oh, he's absolutely on the hot seat already. I, I think that his pink slip is slowly starting to come into appearance like, uh, uh, Marty McFly's parents after he got uh, his parents to kiss, you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's bleak out there for him. And I just, you know, this is, this is one of those heart stoppers that by the time they get to uh, the Ohio state game, um, we might just be waving a white flag. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with you there. And the other matchup we're kind of looking forward to was a big one. Number seven, Auburn at number 10, Florida. Now Auburn has a extremely tough schedule looking forward. You know, um, like I said, Florida this week in two weeks, you're at LSU. So you're at Florida two weeks. You're at LSU two weeks after that, you're home against Georgia. And then two weeks, you're home against Bama. I mean, it really doesn't get much easier for, for Auburn. Um, you know, so I think this is definitely a a big game for, for them. They, they can, they can pull this one out. That's going to show a lot moving forward for them. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take Auburn in this one. Um, I just because you know, even though it's in it's in the swamp, I'm gonna go with Auburn in this one. 
Yeah, no, I mean, this is these are the kind of games that we talked about. Bo Nix needs to be able to come out here and play well in, right, to just lead for his team and show them that he's got the stuff. Now, while I feel like he has been tested, his performances in those games have been have been good, but, you know, just enough. Uh, right. before this this team when he played against Texas A&M you know 12 for 20 100 yards and a touchdown okay that got it done it was a tough game but what happens when you're looking down the barrel of LSU in the swamp you know I just hey and he's got a, or excuse me LSU down in uh, Louisiana Valley. Uh, Death Valley uh, right. Florida in the swamp um, mm-hmm. this is this is a very he you get a breather with Arkansas but you could go two and one or one and two in these next three games. You know? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely agree with you there. Um, let's move on to some pro football news and we have to do it again, folks. We're going to bring up Antonio Brown. <laughs> this is only on uh, journalistic integrity, YouTube show host or podcast uh, integrity. <laughs> Unfortunately, we there, he's still in the news. Um, we're not going to spend too much time on him, folks. I know we've talked about him enough. I think last week I said I think we're always done talking about him, but of course, there he is again. <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> I said hold my beer. <laughs> I mean, now he's filing a record of almost nine grievances against the Patriots and Raiders, trying to recoup upwards of what sixty million dollars in, yeah. in salaries and fines and things like that. Yeah. Really, just quickly, Obed, and then we could just move on and hopefully be done with Antonio Brown. Do you think he has any chance of winning any of these grievances? Potentially some of the smaller ones, I think. I think they'll break even on those. Um, I don't think they're going to come and cut, shut him down entirely unless he continues to make, you know, an ass out of himself in the public eye and not quiet it down. You know, somebody needs to be able to get through to him and be like, listen, you need to – somebody's gotten through to him to go back to school, yes, but it doesn't seem like they've gotten through to him that he needs to be on his best behavior and not out and about doing whatever comes to mind because he just <laughs> – I don't know if he is – He I don't know if he's in control. Honestly, this is what some this could be what mental health looks like. I don't know if he's in control right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, quickly the five, the nine grievances. Will he get them? Some of them, all of them. I doubt it. You're not getting some of that guaranteed money back. You're going to be fighting NFL lawyers. We'll see about that. Um, yeah. It continues on to this gentleman having uh, thrown a tantrum in a hotel room and furniture that he threw out of the condo balcony almost hit a child. Um, <laughs> And what I really did want to touch on that matter the most, I think, out of all this is he went spat for spat and trash talking with Baker Mayfield, in which I'm starting to see a trend with Baker Mayfield that I don't like. He has no respect. Now, I don't care if Antonio Brown is a nuisance to you. Fine. I understand that. But this is a gentleman who, after, you know, walking the sidelines of a game in college is grabbing his his junk, um, is... You know, now on social media, chiming at a lot of people, chiming at Damian Woody, right? Chiming at uh, AB with a tweet that said, sorry, ass Chico, keep rolling, right? You ain't done nothing in this league. The internet only place you would ever talk to or about me. You know, you get be quickly slice you up some humble pie. <clears throat> but later deleted the tweet. Um, Baker Mayfield, who are you? I, I, I don't play football. I'm not. I'm not a football player. I've never played the sport any, any, at any point in my life. I, all I do is play a couple fantasy football games. Well, bro, <laughs> for you, dog, I know who Antonio Brown is. Antonio Brown is one of the baddest players in the world ever to Facts. have played the, the, the game of football in the NFL. And the fact that you deleted that tweet means that somebody had to come to your side and say, Baker, what are you talking about? You are literally doing what sounds like, and the people who listen to our show are not going to like this, it seems like triggered snowflake mentality, right? You obviously got challenged by someone who I'm pretty sure Baker could go to his locker room and talk to his two leading wide receivers his head coach and find out who he's talking smack to. I know Odell Beckham Jr. did not co-sign on that tweet. I know Jarvis Landry did not co-sign on that tweet. Both guys who were prolific in their careers, maybe not so much at their college careers, even though they were very high efficient quarter uh, wide receivers have definitely right. proven that they are the creme de la creme and the bread of the bread here in the NFL. And Baker, this is your number two. Is this your number three? I don't even know if you've gotten out of your rookie contract yet to be able to say what your value is to the game, you know, um, second year. Yeah. He, he, he's been talking quite a bit. Baker has, I mind you, you know, 
I get it. You've, you've, you've got swag, you've got confidence, you know, you kind of feel kind of got that, you know, bravado that you want to put it's it. Got commercial up. money. Yeah. You know, has live sports commercial money. <laughs> got him. You know, I mean, you want to, you know, puff out your chest and all that. I got it. But dude, you're not on Antonio Brown's level. Stole no. your role. Pump the brakes a little bit, Baker. Oh. I get it. I, I like I like Baker. I like him as a player. You know, I, I think he's got it. You know, he can he can possibly be the future of that Cleveland team. But dude, you know, you you're not on AB's level. Slow yeah. down. Let's, like Avery, AB is our age. I think AB might be no. AB's younger than us. AB is thirty. So, yeah, I think he's what thirty one. I believe. If he's like thirty, you, you're talking to AB like you're talking to AB like that. What does he say to people who are older than AB? <laughs> right? Maybe maybe you don't want. Uh, Hugh Jackson to dap you up and have his hands all over you. I understand that. It's a personal space thing. But are you like that with a lot of adults that maybe don't deserve it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 I, I don't I don't know what's going on there. Um, And so, can we say, let's just move on from Antonio Brown? Let's just move on. Let's just move on. <laughs> Please. Thank you. Um, And some other news. Um, Chargers running back Melvin Gordon finally ended his holdout with the team. Uh, he came back. He reported back to duty this week with the L.A. Chargers. Now, that he did not – I don't believe he did not play at all in the game against Miami. Now, quite frankly, they didn't really need him because yeah. Miami's, a, you know, as we know, is a dumpster fire of his week. <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> that dumpster fire crackling in the background. <laughs> I mean, moving forward, I mean, and dude, and Austin Eckler has been balling. Yeah. And by the way, thank you, Austin Eckler. You are one of my leading uh, point point getters on my fantasy team. So thank you for that. <laughs> we are not a biased organization. Let's let you guys know you cannot pay for our uh, our promotion, but you can shine, and we'll let them know you did. Facts. <laughs> But, dude, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, moving forward, I mean, it's already been said that Anthony Landon has been said, you know, Melvin Gordon, it will be their number one guy when he returns. Um, you know, but Frank, frankly, should they kind of just switch back to Melvin Gordon just because he's back in the building? Now, they've got the Broncos this week. I don't know if you really need him. But Eckler, I mean, how can you really, you know, just shut this guy down, really? You know what I mean? Uh He's having a stellar season so far. You know, uh, yeah. what? He's got just rushing the ball. He's got 220 yards, what, rushing, you know, three touchdowns. But just and on the receiving end, he's doing work as well, too. So, like I said, he's you know, one of the top five in fantasy in fantasy running backs so far in the 2019 season. Yep. W- what do the Chargers do here? Oh, bad. Um, I think the Chargers take an approach that we've seen with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, when they brought back, when Ezekiel Elliott signed, uh, while he has been a majority on the, on the field player, he's only been a part-time player in that uh, aspect. He hasn't really been out there uh, playing 100% of the snaps and playing 100% of the touches. Uh, you know, I think you'll see a timeshare that leans towards Austin Eckler and then slowly starts to uh, incorporate Melvin Gordon in. It depends on what he's been doing. We know that Ezekiel Elliott was at Excuse me. Was in Cabo with uh, oh, don't remind, don't tell me his name. Uh, he played with the Rams um, Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, Falk. Uh, mm-hmm. and and so you know keeping his body in shape, but again not in absolute football shape. Just making sure he's at the highest form of his uh, of his athleticism. But you know you just you don't shut down the kind of work Austin Eckler's been doing. Twelve for fifty-eight uh, rushing touchdown, six for seven, six of seven for ninety-six receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns in week one. You know he's had a touchdown either on the ground or in the air each week leading up to. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. He did not have a touchdown. Uh, in week three um but you know nine rushes for 36 yards seven receptions on seven targets for 45 yards uh and you know balled out last week 62 receiving yards a touchdown 60 rushing yards a touchdown you know mm-hmm. he you don't you don't shut that down unless he can't handle it right that's those are the kind of numbers that honest frankly we were getting from uh alvin Kamara when we're a year later you have Sean Payton quoted as Alvin Kamara soft. He might be soft, but the first guy tackling him is not tackling Alvin Kamara. I think maybe that might be fine. <laughs> right. uh, and Austin Elker is doing that work. You're not going to shut him down. You're not going to lose Austin Eckler, but you'll start to see Melvin Gordon creep back in. Yeah, yeah. I think they're, I mean, it's almost like, can you, like, how do you not get Melvin Gordon back back into it? You know what I mean? Um, Plus, but, he's playing on a free. You know he's walking next year if you can't get to an agreement on a deal. He already held out. So if he plays uh, in a uniform next year, he's definitely not playing with the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, is a deal going to get done? I doubt it. Completely disagree. He deserves at least 11 and a half, 12 million a year. They're all talking about 10, maybe nine and a half. Mm. It's not going to happen. 
<laughs> right, right. Um, quickly, wanted to just recap on one of, uh, one of the games from last week in week four in the NFL. Um, man, what a, sh- a shootout! Tampa yep. Bay at the LA Rams. How about it? Man, Tampa Bay at the LA Rams. Um, I'm pretty sure that Indomitian Sue gave them the playbook. Uh, after his year with them all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, and frankly, you know, at, with J- Jared Goff throwing 68 pass attempts on 70 dropbacks is ridiculous. Uh, Sherman, I want to ask you, do you think that on, on the low, we just watch a college football game in an NFL stadium? I mean, it's quite frankly, it looks that way because you, you don't really see games like this in the NFL. You know, this is like you said, this is a college football score and the, n- the number of pass attempts. And we've been saying it for quite some time, Obed. It's a what? A passing league? Yeah. But good goodness. I mean, that many passes in one game. Um, yeah. You know, I'm quite surprised by that. Quite frankly, first of all, I'm, I'm surprised by the score. Absolutely. By, surprised by the win by the by the Buccaneers. Absolutely. First the Buccaneers have been the laughing stock of the NFC South for the last three years. What? Yeah. yeah, right. But 68 passes by Goff? 68? Ridiculousness. Where to yeah, why? And what's that? I mean, this is not Texas Tech. This is not a Washington <laughs> State. You know, all they do is throw the ball. I the mean, it seems like it could be a Red River rivalry game. Yeah, I mean, Gurley, five carries, 16 yards. Granted, he had two touchdowns, but five yeah. carries? Yeah. Tell me In why. All that so- game. You, you me, saved him. Tell me why, Sean McVay. Tell me, tell me why. I want, I want to know why. Why yeah. is he now? He, he, he had a, what seven catches for fifty-four yards. But why? Are, the entire team ran the ball eleven times. Yeah. Is that going to win you a Super Bowl? I don't think that's going to do it. I don't think that's going to hack it. Now, you know, maybe you're trying to keep him fresh as much as possible through four games of football. He hasn't looked like a starting running back in me, in my eyes, at all. You know, at best, he has now become the number two in a timeshare where the big back takes the hits. He comes out for his little bit of razzle dazzle. He's like Reggie Bush uh, at the later age of his career. And Targurley is like 25. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. going on? I, I dude, I don't get it. I, yeah. I, I really I really don't get it, man. You know, I, I'm not sure what happened to this team from last year. You know, they had a, one of the best offenses in football. A dominant defense, but you can't even shut down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where, you know, at at home. At home. You're making Jameis Winston look look like a G out here, dude. You know, (laughs) (laughs) he's like, get that fifth year option for me, bro. I much appreciate it. Yeah. You know, and Chris Godwin going off. Not even Mike Evans going off. Chris Godwin was the one going off. off. You know, had almost 175 yards in receiving. Chris Godwin. Nom, 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 nom. them yards, man. It's crazy. Um. Let's get right into our segment once again. Cole, we do as we debuted last week. You right, you mad. Gotta I'm gonna suppose a couple questions for you, Obed, and you tell me if I'm right or if I'm just downright crazy. Gotcha. First one I got for you here this week. The Redskins should stay with rookie quarterback Dwayne Haskins. You mad. I'm sorry. I just you look at the upcoming schedule. He's got the Pats, the Dolphins, the Niners, the Vikings, the Bills, the Jets. He might have a chance in that Finns games, but the rest of those games, it would be terrible for his beginning, the beginning of his career and the ability for him to get a chance to uh, uh, become a, a confident passer in this league while he does have good uh, about to say he had good coaching he's got good offensive play calling i think if the pieces are there uh uh this porky the pig excuse me john gruden jay gruden Gruden. can uh coordinate a great offense but he's definitely not a head coach i think you're mad on that one yeah okay okay yeah and jay gruden i was gonna say is probably definitively on the hot seat oh yeah it's cooking i could smell bacon right now (laughs) yep next one next question for you am i right or am i mad the NFL got it right, suspending Raiders linebacker Avantez Burfick for the remainder of the season for his head-to-head hit on Colts tight end Jack Doyle. Ray Charles could see this one. You're right. Uh, it's just he has a history of just the kind of damaging hits. And, I mean, they played a montage of all of the hits that he's done where a player has gotten injured from a Le'Veon Bell tearing his ACL to uh, – What's his name? Uh, Antonio Brown getting one of the concussions that probably led to the CTE that he has right now. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, and then, you know, the Jack Doyle hit. It just it's just a a history of violence and it just needs to end. Like, I can't believe he's been suspended consecutively every year for the last four years. At least three games each year. At least three games each year. Quite frankly, I don't think Vontez Burfick should be allowed to even play in the NFL ever again. No, I agree with you. I mean, that, 
could be a hot take, but quite frankly, you are purposely going out there and trying to injure and hurt the other players on the field. That is a flat out disrespect to everyone else on the team. And quite frankly, everyone should be targeting him, going after him almost, you know? Yeah. Right. You know, like, how does it, how would he like it if other players were purposely trying to take him out, go for his head, go for his knees, what have you, and end his career? He wouldn't like it once, but he'd be pissed the hell off just the same as everyone had been pissed off at him. I think the I I'll definitely say I'm gonna say I was right. The, the NFL got it right here. Yeah. Suspend him for the, suspend him for the remainder of the year. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if he should be even be allowed back in the NFL again. His opportunity is with the Raiders. You know that other teams were calling. So if that his last chance, yeah, it's gone. And if the Patriots pick him up, it'd be a different story. But I wouldn't even want that nonsense on my team. Yeah, if the Patriots pick him up, you know, maybe Bill Belichick can kind of turn his turn this guy's head around. But, yeah, yeah. you know what? Do you want that bad juju on your team? Nope. Oh, no. Not I'm today. I'm not talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our picks for this week's, ladies and gentlemen, um, as we're getting down here to the wire. Quickly going to recap last week's picks. Um, we didn't do to, to do to uh, so well, Obed. Um, well. I came in at six and nine. You came in at eight and seven. You know, you were on the plus side at least there. So you are within one game of our overall Woo. records. I'm sitting at 38, 24 and one. I'm at 39, 23 and one. Keep um, hammering so- at it, America. Keep hammering away at it. It's coming. <laughs> we shall see, my friend. Let's get right into it. So Thursday night game this week, you got the Rams at the Seahawks. You know, Rams coming off in that disappointing loss to the Buccaneers in Seattle. You know that that 12th man is no joke. I'm going. I'm going Seahawks. It's a division game against a tough road team. Um, a tough team to be on the road against. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Seattle, but we'll see what happens. America, I've been known to change my pick, so we'll see what goes on. <laughs> right. As long as you get your pick in before the game starts, I'll, we'll put it on file. Don't worry. I'll out. <laughs> Arizona at Cincinnati. Jeez, I mean, Cincinnati was look, looking like straight trash bandicoot uh, against the Steelers on Monday Night Football. Uh, I'm going to Arizona. That was great, by the way. Trash <laughs> bandicoot. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to go with Arizona as well. Cincinnati just lost John Ross. They're not going to be able to attack that defense the way they want to. But you could attack Arizona's defense all day because they don't do shit. Uh, excuse me, America. They don't do ish. <laughs> all good. All right. Um, On to the next matchup, Buffalo and Tennessee. Buffalo coming off a disappointing loss against to uh, the Patriots. Uh, America, hurt, I hurt my heart, man. It was listen, Buff. The Bills Mafia showed me love. They showed me a lot of little fingers, but they showed me love. Yeah, uh, you were so very nice. Uh, <laughs> let's go, Buffalo. I'm keeping them for <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah, like I said before, no one circles the wagon quite like the Buffalo Bills. I'm going Bills in this one. Yes, sir. Uh, All right, Raiders, so we got Bears and Raiders. Man, that Bears defense is for real. It is the, it is the real deal holy field. Chicago all the way. I'm going with uh, uh, Evander Mack in the middle, who's going to be looking for the quarterback on the other side for his old team. He's going to be <laughs> like, oh, hi. <laughs> Let's go, Chicago. Yep. Uh, keep it rolling. We got the same Buccaneers that came through with 55 points against the Rams. Uh, fresh playbook in hand going down to New Orleans to play in the Superdome. This is a tough matchup for me to pick uh, a Sherman. I'm thinking that the Buccaneers are going to keep it rolling against the New Orleans teams. That's going to have to come out firing to keep up. It can't be a snooze fest like against Dallas. Yeah, you know, this is the same Buccaneers team that beat New- the Saints in week one in New Orleans last year. But I'm going to say the Saints rally for this one. It's in New Orleans. That, that, that stadium is no is definitely a hard place to play in. Their fans are, are, are live in that one. I'm going to go Saints on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Vikings at the New York football Giants. Danny Dimes rolling on in. I'm going to go Giants. Kirk Cousins, you don't know what he's doing out here. He's playing, he playing straight mediocre, straight Trevor, Trevor Lawrence status. So I'm going the New York Giants. You know, I actually played Danny Dimes, Dias Hunt, in a few <laughs> of my leagues. And I just, you know what? This is going to be a tough, daunting outing for him. I actually feel like Minnesota, the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Adam Thielen came out and said, we have to be able to make the passes. We have to be able to throw the ball. Stefanski has... Uh, completely shelved the air game. I think we see a return to them actually taking all week to practice. Kirk Cousins, if anything, is a nerd. He just needs to sit there and be taught what he needs to do and then go out there and perform. If he don't see it enough, he can't do it enough. I think they're going to re him to the to the pass and they're going to go out there and be successful. I'm going Minnesota. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. Uh, we'll keep it rolling. We've got the New York Jets, the other team out of New York, uh, at the Philadelphia Eagles. Those dirty birds getting the the helmet to helmet hits and getting my man Devontae Adams turf toe. Yeah, bastards. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with uh, Philly. This one is going to be bleeding green because the Jets ain't going to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going Eagles all the way. Jets, just like I said, they're still on their third string quarterback. They got nothing. Uh, keep it rolling. We've got Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I think Pittsburgh had a really gutsy win. Um, they had 12 of their like 24 completions for passes behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, sounds like the Big Ben era is continuing because they didn't get an pa- accurate passer in Mason Rudolph. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Baltimore in this one for the other inaccurate passer on the other side of the ball. Uh, and But Sherman, did we see something out of Baltimore in their loss? It's embarrassing loss against the, Rave, uh, the Browns, uh, even though you're picking them for Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, that was a rough one, man. I really thought the, the Ravens would come out with more fight, you know, especially on that defensive side. They're not what they used to be. Obviously, Terrell Suggs is no longer there, as we know. But, I mean, Lamar, he's got to step up, you know. Uh, but this one here, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Ravens in this one. I think Pittsburgh showed out. You know, they had a little bit of still fire left, in, you know, in them on uh, Monday night against the Bengals. But, again, it is the Bengals. So. <laughs> yeah. I can look good against third graders, too, guys. Yeah, let's, let's be honest here. So, I'm going to go Ravens in this one. Next matchup, you got your Patriots at the Washington Redskins. I mean, I don't think anyone is going to be picking the Redskins. I don't think the Redskins will be picking the Redskins in this one. <laughs> I think Daniel Snyder is putting is putting is putting a fiver on the Patriots. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, and then so, he's getting on his mega yacht and he's going out on the water. Yeah. So uh, Patriots, Patriots in this one. <laughs> keep it rolling with the next, because you know I'm a pick of Patriots. So we're gonna keep it rolling to the next game. Yeah. Jacksonville, yep. Carolina. Uh, I feel like Saxonville has come back. Gardner Minshew, the legend, is is playing uh, very well for them. Uh, it looks like his his job to lose, even though you know what you get. The the hit that got Nick Foles injured was a huge bomb to DJ Chark for a touchdown. I, I mean, if he could do that before he gets killed, I'm sure he can come back and be effective, but whenever he comes back, it'll be next year. Right yeah. now, starting a Minshew show, I'm going with Jacksonville. Yeah, the uh, jockstrap king, as they call him in the locker room, Minshew is definitely doing work here. That mustache is giving him some magical powers. Whatever it is, keep it going. I'm going with Jacksonville. We got Atlanta at Houston. Man, Houston coming off of that disappointing loss to Carolina, but I'm thinking they're going to turn it around here at home. I'm going with the Texans. Yeah, I feel like this would be a good bounce back spot for them. But Atlanta code came and showed out that they got tons of pass catchers on the field. You don't have to worry about if you're not getting it out to to Julio Jones because you got Sanu, you got Austin Hooper, um, you got the running backs. Uh, I'm going with Atlanta. Um, keep that going. We've got Denver at LA and the Chargers. Uh, I'm going the Chargers. Denver just looks bad. That defense does travel, but losing Bradley Chubb to a torn ACL is just heartbreaking. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and either they seem to be still sticking with Flacco, and that coach must be a wacko because he's not doing nothing, folks. Let's go, ch- <laughs> go Chargers, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, on to the next one. Uh, we've got Green. <laughs> we've got Green Bay at Dallas. And while I'll go ahead and while Old Bench has to compose himself, you know I'm gonna go Green Bay, even though it's in Dallas. I'm gonna go Green Bay in this one. You said you know Devontae Adams is he, is he how well is he you know uh, health wise? But uh, you know Dallas coming off that loss, as we know to the Saints, uh, I'm gonna go Green Bay. I'm going to follow you up and say I'm going to go Green Bay as well. Tell me Dallas didn't look mediocre. And Green Bay is going to be shorthanded because they're not going to have Devontae Adams for at least two, three weeks. I'm sorry. All the people out there in fantasy land, they love to watch him play much like myself. Fresno Bulldogs are going to be on the bench for a little bit, and that's fine. Let them rest up, come back healthy with that turf towel. Uh, but I'm going Green Bay. Um, uh, keep it rolling. We've got the Indianapolis Colts at the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. Mm. I don't know who's picking Indian this one, but good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, I think this was matchup was set up when we knew Andrew Luck was actually going to be playing this season. It was going to be Andrew Luck versus Patrick Mahomes. Um, Luck is no longer there. Mahomes is Mahomes is balling out. Obviously, Chiefs all the way here in this one. And then on Monday night, they've got the Browns at the 49ers. You know. I wanted. I was gonna originally go pick with the 49ers. I think I mentioned that to you before we got on the air here. But I think coming off that win against the Ravens, Cleveland's got some eagle momentum. They've got you know they got they got that gusto about them. I'm gonna go Browns here. I'm gonna and I'm gonna say the Browns by 10 in this one. I'm even gonna give a, a, ra- a range. 
You know, I would love to pick up a W here on Monday night. So we're going to keep it with the San Francisco 49ers. I have faith that what the one thing that bothers me the most is that I can see Cleveland being able to pull this off in an away game uh, against a team that while they are, I think, the one of the last undefeated teams in the NFL right now. Um, could take a slip up against a team that's going to get uh, what? It, what? Who is that? Andrew Wiggins? Is that the wide the um, the wide receiver coming back? Uh, that's going to be the third wide receiver. With them. He is fast. He is dangerous. Um, give me a second here, America. Uh, and you know, I, it's again, it's a it's the division game. These division games are very crazy. Now, you know, the Bills and Patriots game, uh, and now the uh, Cleveland Browns and the uh, Baltimore Ravens played in a crazy divisional matchup. Um, Were you talking about the receiver on the 49ers? They've got no, no, no. no, no. No, on the on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, oh, oh, on the Cleveland Browns. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about it. Yeah, but I mean, still, like I said, I'm still going to go with the uh, Browns here. I mean, it's Rashard, Rashard Higgins, I believe you were trying and, to say. Antonio Callaway. The return of Antonio Callaway. Oh. The wide receiver that Baker Mayfield does like very well to play on the outside with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. I mean, he's going to have, you know, they're going to be able to show the looks that they wanted to show all year. Um, and it's going to give them a, give them a shot here, uh, especially in California. You know what? America, I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to change my pick to Cleveland oh, because okay. I feel like the Browns with Antonio Callaway are going to be able to show the kind of looks that probably the Cleveland Browns thought they were hoping to show all year, give themselves a better chance. Uh, and you know what? The Niners are going to have to show to me, prove to me that Tevin Coleman is the answer when he comes back from injury because he didn't look like the answer while he was out there healthy. Yeah. All right. All right. I like you going with the Browns. So we'll see what happens with our picks, folks. Well, you know what, Obey? I think that's going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, another great show. Definitely glad you're here with me once again, as always. Anything left for people here? You know what, Sherman? I think it's good that we all remember that family is what matters most. And that is why if you go to your local Costco, you'll see that they're already selling Christmas gear because you know Stop what? It. Nobody makes money on Halloween. Guys, remember, Christmas is not about gifts and buying stuff and going out here and shining for others. It's about spending time with family and loved ones. I better see I better see Halloween candy all over the place, knowing that we're talking about Halloween and Thanksgiving before we get to Christmas. Damn you, capitalism. It is. What? Are you kidding me? It is October 1st, and they've got Christmas decorate things in Costco already. Come on, America. <laughs> this country is obsessed with Christmas, albeit it is my birthday, so I'm a little biased against it. <laughs> I don't really give a damn, but you know what? It's too damn much. With that being said, for Obed, I am sure. Thank guys, thank you guys for listening once again, and be sure to check out our entire channel at soundcloud.com slash what's the word entertainment. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.